This is the Employee Safety Podcast from Alert Media. We provide business professionals with insights and ideas for protecting their people from the vast array of threats facing organizations today. Each week, you'll hear advice and best practices from an experienced safety leader. Welcome to the show. Hi, everyone. This is Sarah Prattley sitting in for Peter today. I'm excited to bring you today's topic, which is business travel. After the drastic decline of travel during the pandemic, business travel has actually soared in the last several months, really rapidly returning to pre-pandemic levels. Organizations are once again having to consider travel-related risks like severe weather, the numerous geopolitical conflicts that we see around the globe, IP theft, and so much more. Managing travel risk for hundreds or even thousands of employees can be incredibly overwhelming, even for the largest of organizations. So to help break down the various reasons why travel risk management can be so complex and to talk about some of the things that he and his team have been working on to really support this, I invited my colleague Ben Schneider to join me today with the show. Ben is the Vice President of Product at Alert Media, and over the past year, Ben has been working with and talking to dozens of employee safety, security, and travel risk leaders at all types of organizations, really learning about their pain points and how to better protect their business travelers, no matter where they are around the world. Let's go ahead and listen in. Hi, Ben. Welcome to the studio. Thanks, Sarah. It's great to be here. Excited to be on a podcast for the first time. That's awesome. First timer. So, you know, as you would expect, longtime listeners of the show might wonder how a VP of product impacts employee safety. I'd love to have you share some context as we kick things off, really helping our audience to understand your role and your focus. Yeah, it's often asked, what do you do in product? My kids will ask me that too. Explain what you do, dad, because they will assume maybe you code and some people think about that or are you in sales or something like that? And it's it's not any of that. Really what we're focused on is trying to figure out how to solve problems. What pains do people have? What do our customers encounter on a day-to-day basis that makes it difficult for them to do their job or to keep people safe in this case effectively? And how can we help solve that? How can we make it better? So we're really focused on listening, having tons of conversations with customers, with prospects around things that that challenge them for keeping their employees safe, keeping them notified, keeping them connected and in constant communication. And we know for those that we're talking to, their employees and their safety is their number one concern. And so it is for us as well. We take that on and want to understand how can we help them do that job better. It's Really, for our job is to be the voice of the customer inside the organization and figure out what problems to solve, how do we attack those, and then how can we bring that to an engineering team to to create software and different capabilities that will help solve those problems for our customers. Yeah, that's a lot. And as with, I guess, all of our colleagues, really core to all the work your team is doing is really helping our customers to keep their employees safe. You have been spending a ton of time speaking with travel safety and risk managers recently. Can you tell us a little bit about that, some of the takeaways, you know, what you've learned in recent months? The trend already even before the pandemic was for more remote work to hire more people in more remote locations. And so you now have more remote work. You have more distributed workforces and employees all over the place. The the duty of care for an organization shifted from being on static locations and offices and warehouses and facilities to wherever their workers are, right, which is dynamic. How do you keep track of that? How do you know that? How do you keep employees informed, connected, and safe? And now we're taking that and, you know, learning that as travel comes back into play. So with that, there's now another dynamic where the line is even blurrier. We've moved from 
fixed locations, now remote locations. Now everybody is a mix of travel and remote. And how do we do that? How do we handle that? So these are the sort of conversations that were starting to come up. And we felt it was really important to dive in and understand, all right, what are these challenges now that business travel is posing that's unique? And how can we help solve for that? I think one of the things that's interesting is we recently did a survey and in the state of employee safety report that Alert Media recently did, we found out that over a third of full-time workers travel in some capacity for their jobs. And that shouldn't be surprising, but you know, I think after a few years off, we lose account of that. And what does that mean? And because of all of these sort of shifting ideas around what it means to, to be connected to work and when I should be connected, right, it, it gets reintroduced with now travel as another facet of that that's making jobs harder and more complex for organizations to keep track of as well as for employees. Yeah, absolutely. And I think a lot of that resonates. You know, you mentioned duty of care that has been so prominent during the pandemic and companies really leaning in there. And now they have more travelers and more people in different locations. And I know this is near and dear to me and my team. We see a continuous uptick in a lot of the events and threatening events and alerts happening around the globe, whether it's the uptick in major weather events and natural disasters, protests, demonstrations, civil unrest. So there's no question that business travel presents serious risk for employees and their organizations. As you've had these discussions, have you gotten a sense of how safe employees actually feel these days when it comes to traveling for business? There's obviously a wide range of perspective and take on that depending upon the employee and their comfort level. Their perspective is, I want to feel informed and safe. I want to know that that my company has, you know, my back is there to support me and, and help me be aware of and and in contact with everything I need to know while I'm traveling, right? I want to be able to have some autonomy and practice situational awareness, but I need information to do that. I have to be able to make informed decisions. I need to be able to make some calls about my own personal safety. Psychological safety is important, right? And that has a different level of impact and meaning for different individuals. In the State of Employee Safety Report, we learned that less than half of employees feel extremely safe when traveling for work. There's a number of things that contribute to this. There's not just one safety concern. It's not just crime or just disruptions. It's a mix, right? So travel disruptions feel like they're more common than ever, whether it's weather caused or whether it's a a system outage, you know, as we had a few months back, whatever it may be, those sort of things bring about anxiety, right, and concern. There's potential dangers from weather. There could be civil unrest in the location that I'm heading to, terrorism, other crime concerns, natural disaster, and of course, health-related issues. So all of those sort of things really compile, right, and create a lot of anxiety and concern about traveling. And employees just want information and to know what's going on so they can feel like they they can make the right set of decisions. And they need to be able to communicate with their organization easily to respond to things if something does come up or ask a question or whatever it is that they need to do to stay safe. I read a report recently that nearly 80% of employees say that their overall satisfaction with their job is impacted by their business travel experience. So for those that do have to travel, it is certainly a key part of of how they feel about their company and whether or not they feel their company is there for them and keeping them safe and connected. There was something else that stuck out to me, too, that that stat that you threw out there, less than half of employees feel extremely safe when they're traveling for work, which is just that's staggering. I know the number is also pretty profound when it comes to women who are traveling, people in the LGBTQ plus community. So a lot to really unpack there. I remember reading another report, actually, that was essential to the women component of this, that eight in 10 women said that they'd experienced safety-related incidents while they were traveling for business. Again, just a really concerning statistic 
and even more so important for all travelers, women, men, everyone, to really understand the locations that they're going to and the security implications. Ben, you mentioned the employee perspective for travel safety, which, of course, is incredibly important. I wanted to shift the focus a little bit, though, to the organization itself. When you think about the conversations that you've been having, what are organizations' viewpoints looking like when it comes to travel risk? Most organizations take that employee perspective very seriously. And they recognize that it's a part of their responsibility as a company to keep people informed and safe. So they want to know where their people are. They want to be able to monitor what's happening around them. Are there things that could potentially impact them? I need a way to communicate with them. If I'm responsible for this in my organization, I want to be able to get in touch with them quickly and efficiently and know I can get them the right message and and get feedback and verification The line between remote work and travel is blurry. There's constantly cases of people who are combining a travel trip with visiting a family nearby or whatever it may be, and then remote working from there for a few days. The idea of business and leisure, leisure trips is increasingly more common. Almost 10% of trips can be categorized as a business trip that is extending into leisure or vice versa, right? Some sort of combination thereof. We also know that like 69% of corporate travelers book half or more of their travel outside of the approved tools. So I will have to raise my hand. I've been guilty of that as well. There's definitely cases where I've got my points in this system or I have this reason for booking over here. And if you don't support my airline, whatever the case may be, right? So people are going to do things outside of the system. What happens then, though, is that the company doesn't have as much insight and they don't have as much knowledge. Therefore, it's harder for them to know where you are, to keep you connected, to keep you concerned. And they want to be able to do that. This is a challenge, right? If my uh, duty of care responsibility is that anytime they're working on behalf of the company, regardless of where they are, I need to be able to monitor what might be dangerous around them or what might be disruptive around them and let them know, that's a hard job. There's All of these things are, are making that harder constantly. Yeah, and there's just so much to unpack and so much to think about there, especially with this massive movement of so many people and everything that's going on. How are companies that you've been speaking to really tackling this currently with their risk management? It's all over the place. Somewhat surprisingly, even with large corporations, travel safety and risk consideration usually falls on a small number of people. Those individuals may be accountable for hundreds or even thousands or tens of thousands of employees, and travel is a part of the job, but not necessarily the sole component. So they have other responsibilities going on, right? This is not the only thing they're focused on nonstop, although it certainly could fill their time now as business travel has rapidly increased. So that allows for things to fall into the cracks a lot, right? There's things that can get missed. It's very easy to not know that this trip was booked or that this individual is out. They may have multiple systems because there's multiple different departments. There's different things for traveling in different regions. There's all sorts of complexity that can come into play regardless of the size of the organization. So really it's all over the place. Even though business travel is rising, only 60% of companies have a corporate travel policy. So you can have all sorts of issues with that in terms of where people can go, when they can book, how far in advance, and that can be all over the place. Even whenever you do have those travel policies, 40% of business travelers don't follow them. So you know, they may have really good reasons for doing it that would be approved, but the bottom line is you just don't have the consistency you think you have. So those individuals tasked with this responsibility They have to pull all of this data in and essentially take on a lot of work in addition to their other responsibilities just for managing this. Some ways that we've heard about this, like some real examples and anecdotes we've heard from our conversations are things like recently there was a violent crime incident, a few in Mexico. And this organization talked to the fact that they have a lot of travel in Mexico. And immediately 
from their threat intelligence system, they're being made aware of these things going on. What's the next question? Who is there right now that I potentially need to inform? Who's going there? Who's got a trip that's leaving today or tomorrow or this week? So those are the questions I'm trying to answer right away. So I've got information coming from one system to let me know that there's been a threat, there's something to be aware of. I need to now go to my travel management system to see who's traveling. So now I'm in my second system. And then now, all right, I need to notify them. I have some information that I want to send. I now take that information where I went to the travel system to see who's traveling. I copy that into the notification system. I go back into my threats and threat intelligence and look at that and say, okay, here's what's coming in. I'm juggling at least three different systems, logging in, copying and pasting. I mean, that is, first of all, at the the very least, it's clunky and inefficient. But more importantly, there's a lot of risk for something to be wrong there. I may not get the information out very quickly. It's certainly slow. I may get the wrong people inadvertently. I may get interrupted while in the middle of doing something, right? And I, I grabbed the wrong names. I included somebody who didn't need to be included and caused them for alarm when they didn't need to be. You know, I left somebody off a list. There's just all these things that can come into play because you're essentially jumping around between a lot of different systems to get this data. And that's assuming you can get it all without having to go manually pull it from different places. So you risk failed communication. You risk not getting it done in a timely fashion. And in the meantime, you're just making somebody's life very difficult while they have to to serve all of that and try and pull all that together manually in addition to whatever else they've got going on that day. Yeah, that's exhausting just listening to the long, lengthy, tedious, and complicated process. What do you think is the solution? What should travel risk and security leaders and operations leaders, what direction should they be going to keep their employees safe when they're traveling? Well, that's where we've been focusing a lot of the last few months is how can we help solve this problem, right? There's a lot of different pieces at play here. And really what we've determined is, all right, there's a few different things. We already have a great platform for being able to send out communications and for making our customers aware of potential threats and providing threat intelligence around those incidents and making it either in an automated or in a semi-automated or very quick fashion, the ability for them to inform their employees around those incidents and allow them to take action and be communicated with. The next part of that is those same principles should apply when you're traveling. So what's what do we need to know? We need to know where they're traveling. So one area of focus that we started with was how can we get access to booking information? And we can pull that into the platform. In addition to things like the person's remote work address or the office location or their mobile location or whatever else they're willing to share, can we also get their travel information? So now any of the threat intelligence we have and any of the communications that are centered around that individual can include their travel location. So that's one key part. And we started going down that path of saying we want to pull that in and we want to make that part of of what Alert Media can do. The other part of that was there's all sorts of unique things that somebody who's administering travel needs to do that are distinct from other types of communications or other types of threat intelligence. So I need to see what trips people have coming up over the next week or over the next few months or who's traveling to a certain location. Is that location a high risk? So being able to see that and have an aggregate view of travel information inside one place where I can also easily communicate and easily see the intersection of that with current active threats was critical. And so we started focusing on that area. And then you take a step back and say, well, what else would be helpful? Well, before I travel, it would be great to know what's going on. I don't, it's helpful to know, obviously, when something happens on the spur of the moment when I'm there. But there's, there's these long running events, there's protests, there's civil unrest, there are, depending upon where I'm traveling, there may be hostile actions going on in a country nearby. Do I need to be concerned about that if I have international travel? So then we became 
very focused on what would be helpful and what intelligence can we gather that would help inform people before a trip, before they maybe travel to another country outside of the U.S. to feel comfortable about that travel, to feel informed, and to be able to take the necessary precautions with them. So really, those are sort of the key tenets of what we started building and focusing on. In one place, how can I see my travel, communicate with my travelers, understand what's impacting them, and before they travel, let them know potential safety concerns that would be relevant to them. If we can solve that, we may not have covered everything that a travel manager has to deal with or somebody responsible for travel security, but we can take a lot of that pain out and we can make it a lot more seamless, removing the possibility for error or delayed communication where you can get it done in a much more efficient, quick fashion. So that way somebody is informed as soon as they possibly could use that information. Absolutely. It's all really exciting. I know, you know, as somebody who's obviously more attuned to the threat intelligence space with my team, it's also really exciting to know that that's really woven into the process, right? Not only can you understand that a traveler is going somewhere now or in the future, but also what's happened in the past, what's happening in the present, what's happening in the future in those locations that could have an impact on them. So it's really quite impressive. And I know a lot of companies will find it really helpful. So obviously part of keeping these employees safe is really anchored in knowing where they are, which is where location monitoring comes in. I know this can always be a very tricky topic, especially with employees. How do you balance the security of traveling employees with their understandable concern about their own privacy? So we looked at this from a few different perspectives. First of all, that travel itinerary is something that, that your company already knows about. That is something they're already aware of. That gives us an idea of where you are when you're traveling. You're traveling in New York City. You're traveling in London. But it's not telling us you're on this street. You're at this exact location. You're visiting this pub. It's after hours. Whatever, whatever may be going on, right? You are allowed some off time and downtime while you're traveling. But from a mobile app perspective, the most accurate information in terms of where you are and what potentially could impact you still comes from a mobile location. So we have the alert media application, and it does have the ability to track your location through the mobile app whenever it's enabled. And you do have control over that. One of the things that we've heard, though, is that people don't want to give up that particular set of information, right? It's one thing to know, generally, I'm in this city because I'm there for traveling, but it's another thing to know where I am at any given moment, right, relative to a place on the street, a restaurant, a, a hotel, a bar, whatever it may be. So one of the enhancements that we're doing to the app is to give you more control over that actual location tracking. So you could do things such as only report your location whenever it's during business hours or only report your location while you're on a trip. It gives us the opportunity to still keep you informed with the most accurate location possible and the things that are most relevant to you while still giving you, the employee, the control of only having that being relevant when it should be, which is when I'm on business hours or when I'm on the trip or some combination thereof. So that control of still maintaining privacy around what's my leisure time and non-work life, but when I'm on the clock, I'm providing the most accurate information possible, which means I get the most accurate intelligence around what might be going on around me, around if there's a safety concern and where I am at any given point in time. Because the challenge of a travel itinerary is I may be traveling to New York, but if I'm driving an hour away, I'm going upstate, I have my conferences some 30 miles away. There could be any number of other things that, that factor into that that my itinerary doesn't represent. So really the best of both worlds is let us know where you're traveling to, allow us to track at least in those limited constructs that are relevant to the business, that location information, 
And then we can always serve you up the best and most relevant intelligence around that and keep you connected, but still protect your privacy and your downtime whenever it's right to do so. Definitely a delicate balance there, but it sounds like a really good, you know, solution to hopefully make both parties happy with traveling. You know, one of the other things that we think a lot around, especially on the intelligence team, is the difference between risks around the world, right? If you just think about the United States in particular, right, domestic travel risks could be wildly different than things that people experience in other countries around the globe. What have you heard organizations say about this? Does their travel risk assessment really kind of take this into consideration? Does it account for both? It's challenging enough to know where people are if they're just limited to domestic travel. And that only becomes, you know, even more challenging whenever they're international. Are they going to have cell service? Are we going to be able to communicate with them? Do they have SMS supported while they're there? All of those sort of things come into play and you don't want to have to have concerns around that. So there are things to understand about, at least at a country level, and then, you know, even even within that, what sort of threats are posed whenever you're going to another location. So, One of the things that we're doing is taking an overall risk assessment of a country, right? So you want to know what are the general things that are very helpful and how is a country trending? Likewise, you want to know what's happening immediately, right? What's active right now, just like you would when you're traveling domestically, but even more so there because you have to maybe be more aware of your surroundings, what to do if something does happen, who do I contact, how do I get in touch with somebody? So active threats and what's currently happening can also be of concern, right? So a big part of what we layered into those pre-travel safety briefings is that sort of information. How is that country trending overall? What is currently happening there right now that's pertinent to you? What are the places and important contacts that you need to know in the event that something were to happen? What sort of things would be relevant to you as a traveler just to feel more comfortable traveling and feel as well as safe in terms of any sort of cultural things that you just may not be familiar with? I think a lot of times, a lot of that anxiety and concerns just out of not knowing the location, not knowing what it's like, being concerned Do I need to speak the language? Am I going to be able to to get around and communicate well? And so even knowing those sorts of things can add a great deal of confidence and security whenever you're traveling. And then you can layer on top of that, you know, if there's really a current event that's important or there are general safety concerns that I feel like I've prepared for. Yeah, and talking to some travel security experts and folks in the industry in the past, it's definitely become apparent that security is a huge concern when you're preparing travelers, but the cultural implications And just knowing their surroundings and understanding the country, location, city that they're in can be just as important. So really important to nail that down too, which is great. For instance, folks that are traveling to France right now, right? Beautiful country, lots to do, lots to see, but also a ton of protests and demonstrations happening Mm -hmm. due to a number of things happening with the government there, with the retirement age and pension plans. So any business traveler going there right now really needs to understand safety and security as it pertains to these demonstrations. Demonstrations can be business continuity issues, but we've seen in many cases in France and in other countries, they can get violent and really important for business travelers and people that aren't necessarily familiar with the area or these things happening around them or their home location to really understand those implications and also just understand how to keep themselves safe in these situations. You know, when you think about it from the cultural perspective too, beyond security, it's also just really important to understand what the customs of a country are, what the common language is, what the money looks like that people are using in that country, how to acquire different monetary sums from ATMs safely. So those things being incorporated into these sorts of travel security briefs can be really instrumental for the traveler as well. 
Ben, you've had so many really great points throughout the conversation today. I love a good story, though. Former journalist over here. (laughs) I think it's really helpful for folks when they're kind of visualizing a whole process. Can you give our listeners kind of an example of the travel risk management in action and ways that organizations would use it? So I had a trip recently to Miami, and it's during the spring break time. And some people following along may be aware, but there was some shooting incidents and some things that happened related to spring break activities and such. But I received a notification because I had that trip coming up for Miami that let me know about that particular incident and that there were curfews being put into place. And of course, there was some news coverage of this and such, but I would not have been paying attention to that otherwise. I'm not normally following the Miami news and such. But I had that message pushed directly to me to let me know that that was going on. And so I immediately looked to see, is it in the vicinity of our hotel and our conference location? Is this something I need to be concerned about? And generally speaking, I was a little bit removed from where that was happening. So it wasn't of immediate concern with regard to getting to my hotel or the conference that I was going to be participating at. It wasn't going to be disruptive of that. But I had peace of mind knowing that I could go verify that, find out more, and also know, do I need to make sure I'm in my hotel by midnight? Am I subject to that curfew? What area should I avoid where there had been some things going on? So again, a place where in general, I'm relatively comfortable traveling, but that was really important to be aware of that, to know. And it was really satisfying to know that I could find out and look and see what sort of impact that would have on me or potentially disrupt the event that I was going to or not. Of course, because my wife had also messaged me and she's like, did you see this news? Is this where you're going? And I'm like, I already got a notification about it. It's not where we are, but it's nearby. I'm going to avoid this area. Sometimes we even think just about the employee and the traveler, but our families follow the news. They hear that stuff. They're my daughter's always concerned every time I travel somewhere. So, you know, even those sort of things to let them know that we're informed, we're connected, we know what's going on. And I had some great proactive piece of information delivered to me to let me know was really, really cool and impactful. So I have that personal anecdote to share that just recently happened literally in the the past few days. There are some other cases that have come up as well that I think are, are really helpful. Another such example, talking with a customer who had been trying out and part of our early access program. And they had trips that were coming up in Minnesota and California in the past several weeks. And and going back a few weeks, there was some severe winter weather that was impacting those areas. And so the concern isn't as much about outright safety in terms of like an event that would potentially cause them harm or something like that. But there was concern about that being disruptive to their meetings, to their travel. Were their flights going to get rearranged or canceled? Are they going to get there and get stuck and have to be there for a longer period of time? Were they even going to get to have the meetings they had scheduled and the events that they had planned. So in those cases, there were travelers that had their information in the system and those trips already planned. And they received notifications about those severe winter storm warnings that were coming through. They were able to see what was happening. There were updates that your team was providing around travel disruptions and things like that. And from that, there were a couple of key things that were taken. Some of those events were rescheduled. And it's like, let's just push these out a couple of weeks and and avoid the risk. Maybe we'd be okay, maybe we wouldn't, but there's no point in, in everybody getting worked up about it. So even that, just in terms of saving people some hassle, saving some trouble, keeping somebody from getting stuck somewhere, or just missing the whole purpose of their trip, right? That's really useful and makes you feel much better and and much more secure in the fact that, you know, you're on top of these sort of things and you can keep your employees not only safe, but productive and avoid them having to deal with a lot of hassles and pain points. So there's all sorts of things like that all the time that are constantly popping up around various different types of of things that could blow up your trip whenever all you want to do is get to that location, have those meetings, participate in those corporate events, whatever it may be, and then, you know, get back home safely. 
Yeah, those are two really great examples um, from the customer side and also from your side. It's <laughs> it's just always really profound and impressive when you can kind of see and experience and feel some of the work that you're putting into something. And of course, the duty of care from the business, but also from your family is also great. Ben, I really appreciate you coming into the studio today and talking through something that I know has been really near and dear to you and your team and supporting our customers and their employees. You hit so many amazing points. Anything else insightful you'd like to add or anything you'd like to add in closing today? I just appreciate the opportunity to come on and talk about it. Thank you, Sarah. And I hope everyone else is excited about it as we are. I think it's really, really powerful. I love the work that we do here constantly. It's really empowering to know that what we're responsible for helps to keep people connected, helps keep people safe. And certainly, you're more vulnerable whenever you're traveling, right? And so that's one of those areas that I feel really passionate about us being able to help you know, remove some of the concerns and the risk associated with that for the individuals and the organization as a whole, and therefore keep people keep people safe wherever they are. So this has been a passion project ever since I've joined Alert Media. And so I appreciate this platform and the chance for us to chat about it and hope we get a chance to do it again. And here's some great stories from our customers. Absolutely. You can truly tell it's a labor of love. For the audience, I also wanted to note that you can check out the links in the show notes to learn more about what Ben's team has been working on, Alert Media's travel risk management. We've shared so much great information, but there's so much more that you can learn from that. Thanks so much for listening in today. Peter will be back next week with more expert advice to help keep your people safe. And don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcasts. This is Sarah Prattley signing off. Until next time. Thank you for listening to the Employee Safety Podcast from Alert Media, the industry's most intuitive emergency communication and threat intelligence solution. To learn more about how to protect your people and business during critical events, visit alertmedia.com. Until next time.